We all have that favorite GTA game in our lives, whether it's going back to 2001 with uh, GTA 3, or we travel back to the 80s, which happened in 2002 with Vice City, or maybe, hey, you grew up in the 90s and playing something like San Andreas, where you had that bike at the beginning, was simply awesome. That 3D era, that PS2 generation of uh, Grand Theft Auto games is simply amazing, especially when you talk about the soundtrack and things like that. And that's why we thought that, hey, we had already covered GTA 3 uh, over two years ago, so now it's time to talk about arguably one of the best games in the PS2 generation, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Is it still worth playing in 2021 and beyond? Personally, I think the answer is yes. This is going to be a badass, awesome conversation with another edition of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode coming at you every single Sunday and clips and videos across the week at youtube.com slash A Cast of the Past with yours truly. My name is Juan Velas. I am from Puerto Rico. Now, joining me for this just... It's, it's going to be a damn good episode, guys. We got from London, Ontario, Keith Hamilton. Now, Keith, when when Hi. you think about Vice City specifically, is there anything that you're like, man, when I think about this game, this is the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, owning businesses and selling cocaine out of ice cream trucks. That is the first thing that comes to mind in this game. And just my love of this. The, for me, this is my first and like utmost pick of favorite Grand Theft Auto game. I worded that weird, but I had to roll with it. It's a game that as you it love. came out you of love my the mouth. Game, Keith. But yeah, I, I love this game so much. This is easily my favorite of the bunch. And you know, I was thinking while you were doing that intro, do you think that there are people out there that are like, you know, GTA London, that's my jam. Grand Theft Auto 2, that was the <laughs> peak of the franchise. Like, is every GTA somebody's favorite? Or it's kind of interesting because I, I think, talk about those I think ones a lot of anymore? people just assume GTA 3 is like the first GTA game, as weird as it sounds, because I think everybody saw the GTA letters in that Nintendo like font or something like mm -hmm. that with the black and white logo. But then this is where it really started, right? And speaking of that, like a Ryan McNulty from Boston, Massachusetts, it's actually a, a question I'm going to pull over to you. When when you think about GTA, it's like, did you play or 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 was motivated by some of those earlier ones? The only reason I played the 2D GTAs was because it was before I could get access to GTA 3. And it was like the best I could do for a little bit. And guess what? It just doesn't compare. These games were really made to be in 3D and the 2D ones was really just the stepping stone to have the idea in place. And that's why, I mean, it did have a, some popularity as the 2D games, but it changed everything as soon as it went to 3D. It's like we see sometimes for some games, they lay the foundation. You, you don't have fun with it because... I think those earlier games, and I mean, let's be real, even the PS2 generation ones, they're ugly, but the PS2 ones brought so many things to the mix that that top-down perspective really didn't bring that to us. And, you know, just, just as, a, as a refresher, because it's been a little while, when you think about GTA 3, let's, let's, uh, let's just put a, a light pause on, on Vice City. When you think about GTA 3 now, do you still think that's a, that's a great game despite some of its faults for Ryan and Keith, either one of you? Yes, I do. I think it is a very good game, but also very much a 
laying the groundwork style game. I, I, I compare it very much to like, even though it's far ahead of it um, in time, it's like an Assassin's Creed, right? Where Assassin's Creed 1 is totally a good game on its own, but it laid the groundwork for the next game that came after it, number two, which was just a phenomenal experience. And GTA 3 and Vice City are very much the same thing for me. Like, I would, I would still recommend everybody check out 3, but Vice City's just, oh, oh, brother, oh, brother. It's yeah, so it is good. one of those situations where Vice City and the following titles, really just everything about them is better. There's nothing about GTA 3 that's inherently better uh, in that game that wasn't improved upon it in future titles. But, the you know, the foundation of Grand Theft Auto is good enough that it's still a very playable and enjoyable game. It's just... They've gotten better and better as time has gone on. They really have. And, and same thing for me. Like every time that I kept playing this game now, you know, for, for the playthrough for this review, it's like Vice City and GTA 3 are so similar, right? Because even graphically, it, it almost feels like an expansion, just visually speaking. But then as you play, you're like, oh, but you got this little thing a little bit better. You got this thing a little bit better. And overall, it's like one of the best sequels. And, and for context, like both of you have played this game previously I hadn't played a single second of it, despite the fact that I love wow. the commercials. That's yeah, amazing. Like zero, zero. And I I really still don't know why, because I freaking love three. I remember every single commercial. Like I will wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning and they would have the uh, soundtrack commercial, you know, where you could buy the like the three disc set or something. And I played San Andreas. I'm like, I, I don't know why. I think it was because so many games came out around that time. I mean, look, this was in 2002. GTA 3 came out in uh, 2001, but in this year that this game came out, we just got a couple of games, guys. I mean, we're talking about Super Mario Sunshine, Metroid Prime, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, uh, Wind Waker, we got Spider-Man 1, MGS 2 Substance, Splinter Cell 1. Those are just some of them. So I think it's just early 2000s was so powerful that maybe somebody like me just kind of like skipped it out. When you travel back to 2002, what, what was that year like in gaming for you guys? I mean, yeah, like you just mentioned, there's so much to play that came out in that year. And you really, it, it's interesting because if you talk with people from our generation, like everybody always has one of those on their top games list, whether it be Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Morrowind, Wind Waker, but there's usually only one of them. So it's kind of like everybody just kind of picked their game or they had access to their one game. And then that was what they played the heck out of. And for me, Vice City was that game. Vice City was a game I spent pretty much an entire summer playing but I, I didn't play it until the PC version came out because I actually didn't get a PS2 until late in the generation. So I was probably playing it in 2003. But I played the heck out of this game, not just the campaign, but then there was a whole modding scene online with this game. So you could replace the cars with like things from the Fast and the Furious because that, you know, it was back when it was about street racing, that movie series. So you'd actually be <laughs> like, oh, I want this car to, to be in the game. And it wouldn't make sense because it's the 80s. But I had a ton of fun. Me and my cousin just played so much Vice City modding it. And there was even someone created a online mode for it it was probably the worst online that. mode you'd ever see because like they hadn't even finished 
like the animations of other players like moving oh, wow. around so they would be like almost t-posing and moving around the map and then like you would just die instantly because you couldn't see them shooting you it, w- it was very very rough but it was like people had the vision for gta gta online even back then and we're trying to make that happen even before rockstar had had started working on it themselves I have a very vivid memory of playing like a San Andreas online mod and everybody took bikes to a top of a mountain. It's my story. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of interesting like that. It's rough... going to be a good episode, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I do love the early 2000s like online modding community. It was very janky. It was weird. But it's, it's kind of interesting to see what GTA has evolved into. And after we review this, like if you're listening to us on the podcast apps, please consider dropping that five-star review. But in this very episode, you ain't got to go anywhere else. After we talk about Vice City, we're going to have a, an evolution of GTA conversation when comparing that 3D PS2 era to like the HD, like four and five. Like what are some of those favorite differences, things like that? We are going to talk about that. But talking about this game now, not playing it in 2002, playing it in 2021, starting it with Ryan, having loved the game back in the day, traveling back to the 80s then, it's kind of, the 80s is like more relevant now than it is in 2002, right? What was your thought process with playing this game and again now for uh, the podcast? So yeah, we hadn't played GTA 3 since 2018. So it's been a couple of years and I, I was playing the PC version last time. And this time I decided to get the PS4 uh, download and I don't recommend doing that because it is a terrible, terrible port. I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. Should I be having frame rate issues what? with Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Yes, wow. for real. For real. I had Yikes. better frame rate back in my PC in 2003, okay? This was absolutely ridiculous, but yeah, so it's a bad version. I trust me, don't don't get it. It's it's not good. Plus they cut out you don't even get Michael Jackson music in it or whatever yeah, so that's the thing it's it's actually even for this episode like we had to have a conversation of which version to play because that ps4 one is based on the android version and aside from like the first launch version on the ps2 every other version is not identical it's like it's still the same game right but it is yeah. that hey which is the, the the definitive version but what was despite the technical faults how yeah. was that experience the experience, I think it was a bit of a mixed bag. The combat was just so horrendous, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that oh, more. Yeah. I forgot how bad it was. We played GTA 3. I feel like I wasn't complaining as much then, but like I said, might have been you just... played it on the PC. It was the That's PC, why. but I was using a controller on the PC for most of it, except when I would cheat for like sniper missions and stuff like that. It was a lot easier hmm. to use the mouse. But yeah, I don't know why, but I'm sure it's just as bad, so... Um, yeah, the combat is bad, but again, I think the story, the voice acting all holds up very well. And there's one thing that Vice City gets better than pretty much any other Grand Theft Auto game, and that's the vibe. Really, nobody hits the vibe. No other GTA game hits the vibe better than Vice City, in my opinion. And uh, that that's what carries it. It's really the the fun characters, the hilarious, absurd lines of voice acting, some jokes now that I'll understand a little bit better than I did back in 2002, 2003. Uh, yeah, it, it all holds up well. It's it's really just 
the uh yeah the gameplay part is a little rough and some missions were a little more bs than i remembered and didn't work as properly as i remembered them working yeah so i played it i acquired a ps2 version of the game and played it that way i'll leave let you all fill in the blanks and i was surprised how well this game held up like i i walked into it expecting the jank very much remembering my grand theft auto 3 experience i knew that it was the gameplay was going to be a little rough around the edges so i walked into it accepting that and the vibe and i think ryan said it perfectly the vibe was enough to guide me through that game like the characters are so strong the aesthetic they are going for with that colorful neon 80s vibe i think they just nail it so perfectly in this game it was enough to propel me to want to play the game and yeah i i don't remember it being as difficult as it was and because yeah it feels i always thought like- it was like I, I remember thinking it was so much easier than gta 3 back then but I was having trouble with. Uh, yeah. There was a couple missions that really there's gave me trouble. There's a lot of. There's there's not a lot of wiggle room in some missions. Surprisingly, no, not at all. it's like and if you mess up just a little bit, you got to start over. Oh yeah, those hitting those markers and like street races are pretty unforgivable. Yeah. or the boat, mm-hmm. the stupid boat mission. Oh. oh my god, the boat mission is terrible. It's so bad. And it's, yeah. I, I, I never realized just how much they, quote unquote, take the training wheels off in that boat section of the game because. When I was initially playing it, I'm like, okay, this is this is going well. This is going pretty easy. And then there's a point in the game midway through it where it's like, okay, kid, the training wheels are coming off. You got five minutes to do a bunch of stuff and drive to the other side of the city, blow a bunch of stuff up. You, you don't want to screw it up. You only got five minutes and then you got to do it again. And then it's just a bunch of missions that get more and more intense in that regard. And I forgot how difficult it was. Like kind of remembering my time with gta 3 i think i had a more difficult time with vice city than i did with three uh see i i definitely disagree because i well at least back in the day i remember i it took me forever to beat gta 3 i actually went and beat vice city and eventually went back to beat gta 3 especially that espresso to go mission in gta 3 where you had to take all the coffee stands down across oh, all yeah. three islands. Oh, screw oh, yeah. that There was that way was more. The, the one thing that they, the, one thing they did right in Vice City. And without a freaking yeah, map. I mean. In Vice City, they... Vice City cut down on a lot of the timed missions. There were still a few, but there was way less than GTA 3. GTA 3 loved to give you time missions, which was just horrendous. Yeah, that, that's true. And at least for me, it's like, keep in mind, I'm the odd man out where I have no... I have nostalgia for GTA none for vice city like i love the soundtrack right so like those things are brought up but i was a little concerned because yeah these are games are are very janky and i think that in a so i love my time with it but the combat as ryan mentioned is is bad it's not decent it's not below average it is bad and this game they actually leaned leaned a lot more into the shooting mechanics in this game as opposed to gta 3 i think not GTA, only that but the first person shooting mechanics which yeah ooh, oh, yeah. yeah because with with uh gta 3 it was a lot more v it was more literally grand theft auto i feel like gta 3 was more about the literal name of the game here it's like hey we have tommy versetti we have this character that talks he's very cocky arrogant you know he, we got this large cast of characters 
and he's a very violent character, so you often have to go out and shoot, and some of the weapons have auto lock on. Thank you for those. I yeah, rarely I, use I the st- other ones. I stuck to those unless there was very specific scenarios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that, that cult, you the cult revolver, them. baby. That's, uh, oh, yeah. The Colt 45 is where it's at. Oh, yeah. That thing yeah. carried me through that game. <laughs> yeah, yep. You just... You just stand there, you do your little pivots, and you just start <laughs> ne- yep. one-shotting everybody. It is shoot, next person, shoot, yep. next person, yeah. shoot, yeah. next person, shoot, next person, then you win. And uh, yeah. that is the best way to play that game. That, that's pretty much it. And the thing that, that this game gets so right is GTA Vice City, and, and I think that the PS2 era GTAs are like the opposite of what I look for in a game. Usually, I'm a gameplay-heavy story is secondary. Here, it's story and world is number one. Gameplay is serviceable enough so you don't punch the screen. But at no point am I thinking this is amazing. But, I mean, Ryan mentioned, Keith, you validated it. When the vibe is so freaking good, you you can forgive the game of its faults. And it is so, it's not good, it's amazing at what it gets right. Mm-hmm. That you're like, dude... The shooting, it sucks. It, it, yeah. it is just bad. But damn it, did I not love this game. It's yeah, just unbelievable. Another thing about it is the gameplay, like the actual gameplay is bad, but you have so much choice, right? And I think that also helps is you don't have to do it. Some missions are a little more linear, but other ones, it's like you can take whatever vehicle you want. You can use whatever gun you want you can go about some missions in different ways so there is like the fact that you can kind of make some of these missions your own helps like kind of mask how bad the gameplay can be at times exactly when you guys say the gameplay is bad are you specifically talking about shooting or are you including driving in there as well because i have to disagree if you're including driving because i actually really enjoyed it in that yeah i think i think how smooth it felt the driving like it's very arcadey which is fine it's it's not supposed to be this super realistic game i yeah i think driving cars is fine and even helicopters and planes, I didn't have too much trouble with. The, the only vehicle I really didn't like was the boat. Yeah, the boat sucks. But Especially sucks when you have to like all fly and jump with the boat. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Boatyard is the worst. It's not, it's not even required to beat the game, the boatyard, but... Nope. I, maybe that's yeah. why I had a better experience, because I knew that going in oh, and, and you... avoided it like the plague. <laughs> I, I didn't know that going in, so... I, I had a more raw yeah, see, I, I, I did I, have to eventually look for a guide because after a while in the game, I'm like, I've done all the missions and I have nothing else to do. So I just drove around. It's like, oh, you got to buy the different properties and complete the missions and all that stuff, which look, padding. This game does have padding and I think there's no questioning it. What's there is good and, and enjoyable for the most part, but when you think about Vice City and this stretch of uh, 3D era uh, Grand Theft Auto games, like, what do you think is the biggest takeaway, the biggest reason that you're like, look, I understand why people still talk about this game. I mean, even when we eventually switched over to the HD era, you know, we, we got different takes on Liberty City, but people were always like, man, it's like, you got to go back to Vice. Imagine with like HD graphics and all that. So it's like people continue to connect with this game. Why do you guys think that is? 
It's one of my favorite words in the English language or favorite phrases, but I think Vice City is just that perfect middle ground when it comes to the PS2 era GTA games. Because you had Grand Theft Auto 3, which, like we mentioned, it was a great groundwork for it. But once you get to San Andreas, I'm one of the people that think that they were maybe a little too ambitious with San Andreas, and there was a lot of unused and unnecessary map in there just for the sake of it being bigger. So that makes Vice City this perfect middle ground where they do so much with that city. And then you add the vibe and the character that it brings to everything around it. Like they, they front load some of the best aesthetics of the city on the first half on the mm-hmm. first island of two and it gets a little dumpy um ghetto-y on the second island but you can still tell every distinct distinct district in vice city they just do so much with the space that they do there that from that time it feels like the most alive city that let like rockstar or any game really ever created in my opinion So, yeah, what I think Vice City gets right, and uh, I do disagree to an extent with Keith when it comes to San Andreas. I do think overall San Andreas is a better game, but we can talk more about that later. But I think what Vice City does right is it's it's very focused. A game like San Andreas, it put it tried to cram a lot in whereas i think vice city just honed in on what it wanted to be and it's very much hits exactly what it intended to the 80s vibe that feel and it gets it perfect and i think the story even though san andreas i think has a great story gta 3 story is definitely lacking but vice city story you understand it's very easy to understand it makes a lot of sense and it doesn't go it doesn't open up like 50 million threads and go in a hundred different directions it sticks very much to this deal went bad with the the mafia group that tommy versetti's working for yeah, talk to us a little bit of like yeah. what is the the story in the premise yeah, let, of, to get uh, into the story they we have sonny forelli who is a part of this crime family this italian mob style family which they actually they talk about in GTA 3, so it's a nice little callback for people that play that game. But this is back when that family was like in their prime. Tommy Versetti just gets out of prison, so they basically send him down to Vice City to cut out a slice for themselves there and just have him do all the dirty work. And then the Versetti's got all this money and he's about to do this big deal. And then it goes wrong and he loses all the money and now he has to basically work his way up in Vice City to be able to get the money back to be able to pay off his mob boss. And he just makes some friends and eventually ends up taking over the whole city. And I I love how this story very much aligns with the gameplay because there's a lot of GTA games or uh, Rockstar games where you're the hero or something, but then you're also just like when you're not doing the main missions, you're like killing people and it doesn't really work with being the hero of the game, you know, like Red Dead Redemption, the first game. But in Vice City, it's all about taking over the city. And you quite literally do that throughout the game. You take over a mansion and then the businesses, while I agree it does kind of, there's some pacing issues there with that. You are literally like buying out 
these businesses and creating an empire in Vice City. So by the end of the game, you're collecting money from all these different locations. And it's like you really feel like you own the city. Yeah, I remember that being a huge point of love when I first played that game back in 2002, that you were just like you were had the ability to buy these businesses and really own Vice City because in in Grand Theft Auto 3, you're just kind of going from mission to mission. And yeah, you you accomplish your goal, but you don't really feel like, oh, you you're you're taking over. And that's something that Vice City just does so well. And even though the missions in like reality or or the uh, the businesses are just oh hey you can go do a couple of more missions or hey here's a different type of mission you can do it was such a cool feature to be able to just own a chunk of the city yeah it was one That's of the best features it really was and i think that something that this game gets so right and ryan you brought up an, an awesome point even when i was playing gta 4 san andreas where these characters, they have a lot of human elements. Tommy Versetti doesn't give a damn. Like, Tommy Versetti no. is power hungry. It's like, you're in many ways the bad character in this game. Like, you are this shady, power hungry person that's got different elements. But in the gameplay side of things, it makes sense, right? It's like, never am I playing this thinking what I'm doing with the driving, with the missions is the opposite of what the character would do. You're like, of course he would do that, right? He's, like, a, he's a killer. He's a serial mm -hmm. killer. And you exactly. get to play that fantasy if that's a fantasy of yours. And listen, yes. the fact of the matter is like, I mean, this game <laughs> rips off a lot of things in a good way. And mm -hmm. sometimes to a T of like Scarface, you know, Goodfellas, these amazing movies. I mean, even going all the way in uh, to the to the final scene, I mean, like, come on the 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 buildings but it makes sense and and you feel powerful doing it right yeah. and, and the story and the the family element really does make sense yeah there's a big fancy word for when your gameplay in a video game doesn't match the story it's called like ludo narrative dissonance so it's like you play something like The Last of Us, uh, Last of Us 2, where you're supposed to be like Ellie and you're like a more sympathetic character, but then you're just gunning down all these people and it like it really doesn't make sense to See, be... the Tomb Raider the, uh, games, the remakes. No, Uncharted to me was a big one oh, because yeah. with <laughs> yeah, Tomb Raider, that Lara Croft is a lot grittier, right? But here we have like Nathan Drake, you know, Kira Smith. Dude, you're a murderer. You're <laughs> yeah. a freaking murderer, right? Yeah, even here it's like, it Jones, makes sense. Like even Indiana Jones wasn't just like wasting like he didn't have a body count of like 3,000 by the end of the yep. game you know the end of the story like Nathan Drake has like 50,000 <laughs> he's got a body count of 50,000 like, is, it, isn't it funny to think about where he's like hey guys I'm Nathan Drake I'm your buddy boom 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 just yeah. massacred 11 people okay next yeah, joke he's out, let's he's, find this artifact he's out there cracking jokes I just murdered 50 people but ha ha mm -hmm. ha like, I just destroyed somebody's family tree let's go find this cheat <laughs> exactly so so obviously like look GTA <laughs> we talked about this in our GTA 3 review all of this is why GTA became controversial. I mean, Tommy Versetti as a character is in many ways condoning the actions of what is happening, right? As opposed to other games that, well, the character wouldn't do this. It's you doing it on the side. It's like, no, here's like straight up revenge. I don't want people to live. But I do think that from a gameplay side of things, it makes the story matter because the actions and the words do really coincide. And then we got to talk about two things now, which is the world in which 
the you know what you do all of this in and the music going back to gta 3 one of my biggest gripes is that yeah it was 3d some parts of the world were memorable the soundtrack was great but a lot of it felt empty or hey this is the first gta like 3d game where vice city it's like by placing it in a miami type setting having the visual tone be that 80s theme and you have the soundtrack that matches it I really do feel like even though I was born in 89, so I'm not, I'm, I'm technically an 80s kid and that I was born there, but I, I wasn't alive in the 80s, right? I didn't like, yeah, experience the 80s. that's a cop answer. You're a 90s kid. I, I'm a 90s yeah. kid, right? exactly. So, but, but playing this, it's like, I felt like I was in this time period. I felt like I was playing Tommy Versetti. You know, you can change your costumes to reflect what is happening and I do think it's like, it's an overused word, but it's like immersion, right? I felt immersed playing Vice City. What's your guys' take on the world, the actual city that you're in, and like the soundtrack that that just is freaking amazing. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, a lot of my taste for music comes from GTA games. So a lot of like 80 songs that I like is because I heard them in this game and I really enjoyed them so that it's like Guitar Hero and Grand Theft Auto like shaped a lot of my yep. <laughs> like a lot of my likes yep. in music it's it's true and yeah Vice City is probably one of if not the best soundtrack of of any GTA game and they just you know 80s I mean there's so many memorable songs from the 80s you really just pick a greatest hits and and this gets almost every great you know great hit you could you could get and then yeah the it's like when you think of the vibe and how they nailed the world it's like sure they've made the world's more immersive with more technology and everything but for ps2 era there's very few worlds that feel more alive than vice city and you always just think when you think vice city you always just think that that strip where the ocean view hotel is and all like the neon lights and it's great that they start you out there uh, because that kind of captures the the Miami party vibe, and I, I it's kind of interesting that they have the two islands, and one's kind of like like I said, the party vibe, the nightlife, the glorified parts of the '80s, but then the other islands kind of more like what Florida is more <laughs> like the rest of Florida <laughs> is like, right? It's not exactly very pretty and yeah there's some rougher areas and it's a little bit dumpy but hey that's that's some of florida you know that's america for you so yeah and they made <laughs> such a smart choice by making the party island the first island because uh, yeah Im imagine if they started with that second one and then you had to work well, towards that's what i like um because Vice City Stories, which um, just to touch on, they actually start you the opposite. You start on the like slummy island and then you make oh. your way over to the other one, which I thought was a cool way to kind of mix it up. Oh, that to me, that sounds extremely unappealing. But it's like, that. I think in the context that like you've played Vice City... It's, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I think that you know. works. Plus, it's like you're you're working your way back up to the other one. And for context, yeah. you know, Vice City Stories came out in 2006, so about four years after for uh, this game. And Keith, in your portable. case. Yeah. So in your case, Keith, like that world, the music, what did you think of that? I think the music is the thing that makes the world as good as it is because with Grand Theft Auto games, a lot of the times you don't get to 
pick or organically pick the soundtrack. It's whatever happens to be in the car or what that's playing in the car that you just hijack. And the thing that I love about Vice City is that there's not a bad radio station. Like for me personally, there was nothing that I went like, oh, it's on this channel. I need to switch it immediately. It's like, oh, cool. V-Rock's on. I'm going to listen to some rock and roll. Okay. Well, now we're listening to uh, Flash FM and there's there's a little more hip hop going on and just being able to enjoy the entire soundtrack and then it matching what you're doing. There was a lot of times when I was playing this game where you, you, vibe is the perfect word for it. You just hit this zone, like you're you're chasing down some guy on a bike, and then Bark at the Moon goes on, and you're like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get this guy on this bike, and it just it was a great feeling, and it just works so well together, and it, it's just a perfect complement to this game. Um, I'm just gonna ask, am I the only person that if I was about to do a mission, but the chorus of a song is about to come on, I would actually park my car? I I could not skip oh, the yeah. chorus. I had to wait for that to finish. <laughs> And yeah, then every like, time. Oh, now I can do this. <laughs> there were times where I would just sit and listen to like the chat station. Like if if it was in the middle of a conversation mm-hmm. that I liked, I would the just VCPR sit there and listen to the, is a yeah, the funny VCPR. One. Yeah. No, it, it's an it's such a really good game. And and in my case, you know, we are gonna talk about the evolution, if you will, of like the 3D to HD games, but playing Vice City. I'm actually happy that I didn't play it back in the day because I was afraid that I would see this game in like an it's old, it's outdated, and it is old and it is outdated in many different respects. But in many ways, it shows that's like in a basic sense, as long as you have in an open world game, right? We're talking about that. As long as you have an open world that is memorable as far as like the architecture, structure, you have a good enough character that you give a damn about. But then you have a a soundtrack to accompany it and missions that are pretty fun because I think the missions in this game, it's like you are, you know, driving motorbikes through roofs, you're using helicopters, you're using some of some of the missions are better than others, but there's a Mm -hmm. lot of variety. It's like GTA three, when I was plowing down in like a couple of days, a lot of it felt same Z's just kind of twisted here. It's like, yeah, man, you you don't know what to expect. And for better or worse. (laughs) Like for a sequel just a year later, I'm like, man, this is just mm-hmm. a, a great game. I kind of agree with that because I yeah. I agree in the sense that GTA 3 was a lot of pick, get, get a car, go here, kill a guy and do it under six minutes. But especially in the back half of Vice City, it was go here, kill a guy in certain amount of times but do it on a bike this time or do it on a dirt bike or a or helicopter get, or get the or cops something. off you or something or get yeah. the cops off of you. Yeah. I was going to ask you one about what, since this was your first time playing, were there any things that you were let, like what was, was there anything you were let down by? Um, like, was there anything that disappointed you? Did you have high expectations for something and then were let down like any of the businesses or something. I think what really like pissed me off. I I almost rage quit in a couple of different missions, especially when when you have to go into buildings as Tommy and shoot down people. The camera angle and it's like oh, it's yeah. both bad camera yeah. angles and bad shooting mechanics together. Yep. 
and then you die in seconds. You like just if hit you don't that start, auto aim yeah, oh yeah, hope for the best. <laughs> exactly, and it's one of those things where I can become easily deflated playing a game. Where like, dude, th- this ain't my skill. It's like you are. This is objectively, or, yeah, objectively just a bad gameplay mechanic. And when I got that, I started dying a lot in these missions. And I'm like, dude, it's it's like. I have the weapons that I need, but it it's just bad to play. And in those parts, I'm like, dude, that it's like that must have been bad back in the day. It's it's not a bad thing in 2021. It's a bad thing, period. Whereas think the other parts of the game, even when you're driving on rooftops, if you fall or something, you gotta start over. D- did it piss me off? Yes, it really did. But there I felt like it was more my fault. And those things I can forgive a little bit more, but I feel like if they tone down the gunplay by like 30 to like 40% or at least streamline, look, I get it. They tried to do more in-building stuff because that was even one of my complaints about GTA 3. It's like, it's a big world, but you're pretty much outside all the time. Here, it's like every time they had you go in, you know, you got to go to the police station, break somebody out. It's like, oof, whenever you got to like just actually use the guns in the game, yeah, in tight not spaces. for just doing random shenanigans, it's it's not great. Yeah, and there was definitely some mission mechanics, like even the one where you and Lance fans have to dress up as cops, like trying to lure a police car into that garage I kept oh, like that it was kept, a nightmare. Yeah, it kept getting like super glitchy or like other cop cars would like block it so none of them could get in. And that that took me so many tries because it was just like it wasn't wasn't working. And I would say back in the day, um one of the like the Malibu missions I enjoyed, but every single Malibu mission sucks. I will say it. Every mail every <laughs> Malibu mission is terrible and it doesn't even make any sense. I was disappointed, like going back, I was trying to think about like, oh, you own these businesses, like what would be fun missions for them? What does a bank robbery have anything to do with owning a nightclub? It makes no sense. It would have been way cooler to try to like restore the nightclub or something like that. Um, something, You know what I mean? Something actually related. Yeah. It's completely, it's, uh... completely unrelated. And then like you could tell like Sunshine Autos and like the the ice cream place where it was kind of very thrown together like oh okay. yeah the ice cream place was super forgettable yeah like yeah. that was just like they had no idea what to do with that and they didn't it's have any missions just like also even screw that it mission. was yeah really? it was it was super boring it it was so boring it's like it's it was difficult in that if you got caught but yeah it's just like dude i'm just not having fun doing this you know what i, I did, you know you what just i did sit back and listen to the music no, because what you had to do, I would go to the stadium because there's a lot of people walking around there. You just park there until you get a one star level and then I would drive around until the one star went away and then I would do it again. And it was like you yep. could only get three at a time, like at most. It was so you just You're talking about you park City yourself or around well, <laughs> both, really. You, you just park yourself around one of those like wanted stars around the city and then just Does second, it respawn? You get your heat. Uh, it does after a while because uh. I, I always had my route like t- even early in the game to get money i would just like rob the hardware store go hit two of those wanted stars and then lose the cops and then be done with it oh but yeah i was gonna though s- go ahead sorry. go ahead okay uh. i was i was just gonna say all right one two three <laughs> okay I got come it. on guys we <laughs> it's got gonna this. be we, a great we, episode we guys. before <laughs> so I was going to say, even though I mentioned earlier that it was my favorite part of the game going like 
like when I played it the first time, to me, owning the businesses now very much feels like you said, Juan, it was very much fluff. It was, okay, we have a Grand Theft Auto game and we need to check the boxes. So, okay, with this one, we sell the drugs. With this one, we rob a bank. With this one, we print money. With this one, we make a porn studio. Like all of the edgy criminal stuff that we can fill in, let's kind of fluff the game with that near the end of it. Like going back in this playthrough, even though I still like the concept of being able to buy the businesses and they slowly accumulate money for you and and then you have to unlock a certain amount of money to get to the final part of the game. Like that concept is cool. The things you do in those missions, I was not a fan of at all. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the movie studio is one of the better businesses, and like the taxi one wasn't that bad, or the printing press. But yeah, like I said, Malibu was terrible. Boatyard was terrible, and then uh, the ice cream one was terrible. And Sunshine Autos was pretty boring, too. You just collected the cars. So, the, yeah, the, most of them were were not that good. Uh, one thing I was going to say that I did appreciate is that money does actually matter in this game quite a yeah. bit. Uh, way yeah. more than GTA 3. And I, like, died right after I finished a mission. So I didn't want to, like, reload my save. So I went out and I just, like, blew, like, 40K on guns. And then that really actually hampered myself for owning the businesses later. Where Especially I actually towards did, the I end, had I to some do, of those. Like I had to do a legit amount of grinding or like just doing loops of keep collecting money so that I could buy the the Malibu nightclub because I, I had messed up. And then, then I was like actually kind of devising a plan like, okay, I got to get Malibu now because I'll be collecting 10K and that'll help me easily start affording the other businesses. So it's like... If you do make those mistakes and you die a lot and you don't want to continue from your previous save, money really is going to be something that you actually have to like grind out and work for, which I think is a good thing because a lot of times in GTA, money can be like totally meaningless. Yeah, and I think for better or worse, it, it gives you a purpose, right? More so than the missions or something in between. Like a lot of times the open world part of an open world game is just kind of like, hey, you're getting from point A to point B, but you get a little bit more meat on that bone here where, hey, you can go collect your 5K from this building or your 10K from the other one. So if we talk about Vice City in 2021, despite some of those faults, starting with Keith, like, would you recommend to somebody that has never, here's an interesting question, for somebody that loves something like GTA 5 and is like, okay, I've only played five, I've heard great things about the PS2 ones, Maybe I play Vice Cities. Like, is that something you would recommend? Would this be the definitive PS2 GTA game you think people should play? Absolutely. No questions asked. I don't know if they would get as much out of it as somebody that is returning having played it as a kid, but especially from GTA 5, how it's become this crazy arcade campy thing. That game is like that this is where that came from where the over the top characters really started to shine and the aesthetic of it all. Like I think that stuff is so strong that it is worth kind of like slogging your way through the gameplay just to be able to see all those characters. So yeah, I would give this a strong recommendation even today. What about you, Ryan? So I would say if you are someone who 
plays only modern games and that's what you like and that's what you enjoy, I I wouldn't recommend this. Uh, it's just because it's going to be too rough around the edges for you. But if you're someone who can appreciate an older game, then this is definitely a game worth playing. Or if you're someone who's really interested in the PS2 era Grand Theft Auto lore, like the stories behind it, because you have GTA 3, you have Vice City, you have San Andreas, you have Liberty City stories and Vice City stories, and all of those connect into one big story. So if you have interest in that whole... Yeah, if you have interest in all that saga, then definitely play this and and play all the other ones. But otherwise, yeah, if you're just a modern gamer and you like GTA 5, I probably wouldn't go any further back than GTA 4 and the DLC campaigns for that game. Yeah, so like in my case, I really do think that GTA 3 is cool. It's a historical game. It's a landmark game, right? It laid the foundation, as we've said. I wouldn't recommend for somebody maybe go back to to GTA 3 because I think the world itself is kind of dull. I think the neon vibe is relevant now. Like right now, the aesthetic this game did in 2002, which is based on the 80s, is like go to Twitch, go to a retro YouTube channel, and a lot of them are going to have this theme. And it's because it's, it's something that people love. It's like clamoring for that nostalgia. And in 2002, they took that risk because I Says don't think... the retro podcast. I mean, yeah, literally, right? I mean, some of our overlays and stuff use some of those neon colors, but it's because it's it's an awesome time, right? So many of the things from the music, the, the movies, the video game, the evolution of games from 8 to 16-bit and all that stuff, it's like it's just a really good time i'm a lot in the mindset like keith where i played a lot of san andreas and i haven't played it since back in the day right so this eventually will cover san andreas and i really want to know what i think about it now but back then i'm like there's a whole lot of emptiness is what i felt back then i mean this is over 15 years right almost 20 how how long has it been (laughs) i lost count at this point whereas vice city first time playing it i'm like i like it it feels like a compact carefully crafted world not procedurally generated like a lot of games now so i really do think it is worth playing and for those uh listening and watching we really would love to know it's like what's your take on vice city uh do you think somebody should play it uh please consider uh going over to our twitter which is a cast of the past or uh, joining our discord at a cast of the past.com slash discord. It's uh, just a really good time. Cause I think GTA is uh, it sparks for better or worse, a lot of conversations. So let us know. And we know that it's all about the conversations, right? <laughs> Hashtag hot coffee. Oh wait, that's San Andreas. <laughs> hey, wait, yeah, save that for San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> So we've had a chance to talk about Vice City, some of its faults, a lot of things that we love about it. But when you look at the GTA timeline, it's kind of interesting. It starts all the way back in 1997 with the first GTA. When talking about the 3D PS2 era ones, that starts in 2001, running through 2004. It's at 2008 that we get GTA 4 and 2013 that we get the final uh, GTA game officially. In GTA 5, I mean, we've get, we've had like four different versions of that game at this point, but it does beg the question of when comparing that 3D 
PS2 era of Grand Theft Auto games as opposed to 4 and 5. 4 got a lot of flack when it first came out, but other people loved the fact that it was a lot more realistic. And 5 took the risk of, yeah, I mean, Ryan's definitely on that boat. And then 5 is like, hey, we're not going to give you one character. We're not going to give you two. We're going to give you a trifecta of stories that do somewhat intertwine. And some people love that. Others thought, man, we've gone a long way from the silent character of uh, GTA 3. So we're just going to have that conversation right now when talking about just one versus the other. Starting with Ryan, it's like, which boat are you on? Are you PS2, 3D era GTA, or are you more on the high definition four and four GTA? It's really tough, but I would lean towards the the H. No, I mean, sorry, the 3D era. I was going to say 8-bit. I mean, hey, yeah. we, we could go <laughs> no. back to like, I, was I don't know if there's say, eight. I was about to say HD, but uh, I meant 3D. So the GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, and even the, the PSP games, which were ported to PS2. Because like, I, you know, it's a very well interconnected story. And the characters, I think, are a lot more memorable. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Nico Bellic from GTA 4. But at the end of the day, people remember Tommy Versetti. People remember CJ. People remember Big Smoke. You remember Diaz. Yeah. It's like those are the characters we all, we all know. We know even uh, Salvatore Leone, who's in San Andreas, and he's in GTA 3. There's so many of those characters that we really got to know throughout those games, whereas GTA 4 and GTA 5, there were some like crossover characters, but I actually never even realized it. So I played through GTA 4 twice and then I played GTA 5 when it came out. And then like about two weeks ago, I found out that there were actually characters from GTA 4 that appeared in GTA 5. And Ryan, because they I, I, weren't I, if even... it makes you feel better... <laughs> I found it about that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but hey, it was like, I learned something. When Ken Rosenberg showed up in San Andreas, you were like, oh shit, it's Ken Rosenberg. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you actually remembered the character and same with Salvatore from GTA three showing up in San Andreas. Um, and yeah, you just had, they just had this like star studded cast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you know. I'm just completely blown away by the concept of you going, oh shit, it's Ken <laughs> Rosenberg. <laughs> Most people are like, wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's the one you mark yeah, out well, for that Ken yeah. Rosenberg. Was, hey. It's all about part of it. Part of it. Yeah, he's a lawyer, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and Keith, in 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 your case, when thinking about one versus the other, which boat are you on? I lean towards the 3D games as well, but I think it's mostly because like that's the games that I grew up with. Like I, when I was growing up, I played the heck out of three. I played the heck out of Vice City, the heck out of San Andreas. Didn't really touch the PSP games too much if we're lumping that in there, but. 4 is a game that I actively bounced off of. Like, it's the only Grand Theft Auto game I never beat. And I, unless we do it for this podcast, I have no intention of doing so. <laughs> and 5... Right like, there, Ryan. I, 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 played, I played through 5 when it came out on the first generation that it came out on. And I enjoyed my time with it. I have my gripes with it. But it just didn't feel the same for me. Because I loved these PS2-era Grand Theft Auto games so much. And I just 
didn't feel the same way about um about the HD era and I think if I if I had to pinpoint it I would guess that it's because especially in 4 they really tried to dial up the like the realness aspect of it like they tried to ground it more and I feel like ground saying grounded is a weird thing for the Grand Theft Auto franchise but they tried to make it more lifelike and part of the reason why I like Vice City so much is because it's so absurd and crazy and insane and they kind of took all of that away especially in 4 brought it a little back in 5 but in ways that I wasn't the biggest fan of and it was it was just kind of soulless at that point so yeah I'm I'm going to lead towards the 3D ones for that reason and I mean think about the fact that GTA 4 came out in 2008 and we've said this a lot in the podcast where that 2006 2008 period in gaming is like gaming can be realistic especially when we switched to like hd you saw that color palette drastically go down i mean just look at any image of even gta 3 which is not a beautiful game it's kind of dull looking compared to 4 and 4 feels like it's got this filter of just like brown, dark brown, black. Yeah. It's like this very dull looking thing when you go from like the PS2 era with like, you know, you're going to like a Miami type setting with Vice City. You have you go to San Andreas and that 90s vibe and feel. See, the other ones felt a lot more dull for me. Not so much I 5. And 5 did I bring that know. back. I don't know if I can fault GTA 4 for that because you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all about that. But... There's also the other side of the conversation where they were going for the New York City vibe with Liberty City. And if you've been to New York, it is very much a gray, dull city. And that might have ended up being a cop-out so they could lean on that. But it's almost like they do too good of a job at that. And and, and I think something that, at least for me, and I'd love to get you know Ryan's take first on this, which is something that was a big deal with GTA 4 was, hey, you can go outside of buildings and there's no loading screen and now that seems like a okay i mean that's still a thing now with the switch to like ps5 and no load times and all that but i'm like okay that's cool that's that is not in my list of priorities in games i want to have a ridiculous fun time this realism thing this is not dta like for that i will play anything else Some people love that, right? Some people thought that GTA maybe went a little bit too up high. Yeah, we we just played Vice City. It's like, it's outrageous. You're jumping from freaking building to building. But it's Grand Theft Auto. It's not a reboot, right? It's GTA 4. It is in the name. I feel like a lot of people, myself included, dropped off. Like, I didn't beat GTA 4 because I got bored. And much like Mm -hmm. Keith, maybe I would play this game now and think very differently of it. I loved a lot of the characters, but where I was playing, and look, I love New York. I've traveled to New York like seven, eight times. I wouldn't live there, but I would travel there every year if I could, yet GTA 4 did not give me that vibe. In your case, Ryan, it's like, what did you think of those switches to like, hey, now you have the phone in the corner. Now you can have relationships, whereas the PS2 era games were a lot more superficial in that aspect. I think the HD era, definitely with GTA 4, they were going for a grittier crime story. And they really wanted to, like San Andreas had all the bells and whistles and it was all about screwing around and having fun. And I do like that. 
But at the end of the day, for me, the campaign is what I enjoy, or the story is what I enjoy most about Grand Theft Auto games, because you can screw around, you can enter cheats, but I feel like after 30 minutes, you're kind of over it, and there's it's just empty if there's no actual missions Less and things to yeah. achieve, achieve, you know? But yeah, so GTA 4 comes out, and they take away a lot of the bells and whistles because they want to build a new foundation, and their idea is to make a world feel even more living and breathing with like you could literally follow an NPC around all day in that game and they would go grab a burger. They would get in a car. They would drive away like they would actually do things. You could if the police arrested someone, you could literally follow the police all the way to take them and put them away in a jail cell like they they focused on. The little details, the cars drove more realistic, which a lot of people didn't like. The guns felt more realistic, which a lot of people didn't like. But uh, I appreciated it was a smaller but very detailed world with a very gritty story that I really got sucked into. And I understand for the people that just want to fly a plane and then go skydiving and land on top of a mountain and then go ride a bike off the mountain. Uh, I, I get it that it didn't have all that stuff that people like about those games. But I I do think GTA 4 has the best story of any um of any Grand Theft Auto game. And I know there's characters, like I said, that are more memorable from other games, but if we were to just look at the story and how it all threads together, I actually think GTA 4 has the best story of any game. Uh, GTA 5, not so much. I'm not as big on that. Of course, they added a lot more of those bells and whistles back into the game that they didn't have in 4. But I never felt as attached to any of those characters. I didn't really care. It took me a while to get through the story because I kind of like quit halfway through for like six months and then like came back to it later just to finish it off. And yeah, I, I wasn't big on like, oh, you have, you know, you had one cool heist mission in GTA 4 and then they were kind of like, well, let's make the whole game about heist missions in GTA 5. And that that just wasn't as big to me. Um, and then they took that and all see, on and the world yeah. was never the same. Yeah, and see, I love that about GTA Five, and I think that's most of the reason why I look at that game fondly because the character development in that game is kind of whatever. Like, you can cherry-pick a couple of good characters out of that game, shout-out to Lamar, and really just, like, you, you can talk about how great they were, but overall, I think it was a bit of a subpar experience. But when you talk about the heists in that game, like, I loved that aspect of it. The setup, the building towards it, and then planning what you wanted to do, and how much money you were going to get if you wanted to skim out on this part like i thought that gameplay loop was awesome and it was enough to propel me through that game and based off of that i feel like i need to take a sidebar right now and say i know there is at least one person screaming at their at their phone or computer or whatever you're listening to us on thank you for listening by the way yeah saying that all of this camp that i am talking about that i love and all of these heists they are a thing that exists in the hd era it just exists in the form of grand theft auto online and i know i would love it i just haven't touched it yet i, I just wanted to address that well you yeah, get it's like, start hey, buying those shark cards Buy more yeah. shark cards. 
Just get that money in buy there shark and do, cards. Buy do the shark crazy, cards. insane heist <laughs> All the where you get an underground molten base or wherever the hell they're doing it these days. And look, yeah, Ryan I mean, mentioned... The, the, the online's cool uh, from what I've seen of it, and I'm sure I would love it if I got into it, but I don't want to buy shark cards. And look, some people have made a freaking <laughs> career out of like uh, role-playing and online and all that. Ryan oh, yeah. brought up a shark cards and, and just like... A, buy shark from cards. A cur- I mean, which you got to get that. I mean, from a curiosity perspective, when talking about sales data, I mean, this is just, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, document that I wrote on on the second part here, but from the first GTA all the way to five, first of all, I mean, GTA five, easily the highest selling GTA one, three million GTA two, two million GTA three, 14.5 million Vice City, 12.7 million which is interesting. Hmm. A slide of a credit to fandom.com for all this info. San Andreas, 21.5. GTA 4, how much uh, do you think uh, GTA 4 did as much above or below San Andreas? Uh, definitely I'm looking below. at the document and I can't answer this. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay, saying, right. uh, hold on, can I guess? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it sold 9 million copies. Uh, I mean, uh, talking about sales data, how much money do you think it made? Oh man! Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It made nine nine million. No, twenty five million. I mean, you're way oh, off. Twenty five. Yeah, so yeah. Wait, and what then, was San Andreas? Uh, twenty one point five. Oh, so it made it did better than San yeah, Andreas. Yeah, it did better. Wow. And now, how much money do you think, as of this year, the top five has made so far? <laughs> I'm gonna say like seven hundred million. Four hundred trillion. No, 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 no. One hundred and forty. Million dollars, One, and that's why four, we haven't gotten oh. GTA Six. That's folks. total, gro- like total grossing, right? Like all yeah. the shark cards and everything. Like, yeah, they, they okay. refer to sales data. So I am assuming that actually doesn't count for that. I think this is based on the numbers that I'm seeing. This is only for copies sold. So this is not uh-huh. counting the online stuff. So, <laughs> well, let's needless say, to like, say, yeah, let's say like 30 million people bought it originally, and then like. Five million of those people bought the game like four more times <laughs> over the course of the last 10 years. Exactly. Uh, it almost feels like you have to add up all of the PS2 games to be a fair shake against GTA 5, yeah. even though it wouldn't it wouldn't exceed it still. But because it's mm. been released on three generations. Yeah. I don't even like the game that much and I've bought it twice and I feel terrible about it. I have a I, sealed copy for PS4 because Amazon just like gave it to me one year. So I have... Uh, <laughs> a version for PS3. I have another one for PS4. I have a sealed copy for PS4. So I have you three copies of the game. That, baby. Plus I have you it on PC. F- you, get, you get that factory sealed game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. CIBC. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to have, just like this is uh, last chapter in this episode here, I didn't just want to have like the, the default favorite, least favorite conversation. The three of us agree, like, for better or worse, the PS2 3D era GTAs are our favorite. When we look at the sales data... That's different from our taste. So if we were to speculate as gamers, as lovers of this series, GTA 6, if you were to say, well, sprinkle a little bit of Vice City, maybe with some of this and some of that, like, where would you like 6 to to take place in, right? We've gone through the 80s, through the 90s. Liberty City back and back again and back again. We've gone back to Liberty City a lot of time. When you look at all this, it's like, can you pick two GTA games? You were like, 
If you fuse these two together, this would be the ideal Jita game for me. What would that be for you guys? <laughs> do do I, I have to, to pick? Do I have to pick a Grand Theft Auto game because my answer doesn't involve a Grand Theft Auto? Is it game. Red Dead? <laughs> yes, I would. I would like Vice City and Red Dead. No. What if, if we you... take Grand Theft Auto and put it? In the Wild West. Yeah, uh, what if uh, instead of cars, hear me out here, you uh-huh. had horses? Dude! Yeah. Wow. You know, Whoa. You know how those cars Whoa. have horsepower? What if you had horsepower? Powerful horses. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You, you're picking up what I'm putting <laughs> down here? Wow. No, if, if I could pick my ideal Grand Theft Auto game, I mean... First of all, I think realistically, Grand Theft Auto 6 is not going to have a single player aspect because why would they waste the time and money on that? Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. That hurt. That actually hurt. It makes all the sense of the world. I get it. It still hurts. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Welcome to the cold, harsh realities of business. But if I were to have my perfect game and it had this single player honestly i would just want them to take the concepts of vice city and put it in saints row 4 just make it super realistic future crime computer technology insane guns and laser beams with superpowers like do that but make like a fun gritty crime story out of it and that would be my ideal gta game Damn. Uh, for yeah, GTA Six, I I do feel like Vice City makes sense for them to revisit. It feels like it has to be the eighties again because I just don't know how interesting. <laughs> I don't know how interesting Miami is outside of the eighties for like a full game. I mean, they could do it, or they could do you know a broader Florida. Obviously, it doesn't have to be just like the Miami-based Vice City. But in the HD era, we've already visited Liberty City in San Andreas. So it naturally makes sense. The only place we haven't gone back to is Vice City. So I I do feel like if GTA 6 is ever to happen, we don't even know if it's in development, which is very depressing, uh, then it seems like Vice City is the way to go. And I mean, if we look at the amount of detail that they put into Red Dead 2, it's like the amount that they could do with that game is it's very interesting, especially with a whole new generation of consoles. I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, we had an entire generation of consoles that did not get a new GTA game. And the PS2 got so many GTA games, you know, we like had five, right? Yeah, five. Yeah, we got five. And then the PS3 era got two and then literally zero. So I don't, I don't know. It's uh. It's disappointing. And then we'll get but GTA 6, and then on the PlayStation 8, we'll also get GTA 6. What if we get GTA 5 2? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah mm-hmm. it's just like, it's depressing because with seeing Red Dead 2 and the amount of detail in that game and the amount of talent that is in Rockstar, to think with a Series X, PS5 era, what they were, what they are capable of. It's like I, I want I want a new single player GTA. You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. all there. Honestly, though, when you say the words Red Dead Two and what they could do with a Grand Theft Auto, it makes horse me testicles. want that game significantly less. Like it, horse testicles aside, I want. I was not a giant fan of these ways that they slowed down Red Dead Two for quote unquote realism. And 
that thinking about that in another single player game that well you just have cars instead of horses with testicles i'm not a big fan <laughs> of that because it seems like that well, would yeah, take not necessarily the parts the that i hate about I'm just, four. I'm just talking about the detail in the world right i i think there's problems with red dead 2's mission structure and i think a lot of the missions got way too linear we talked about choices in gta games previously I, I think the choice in missions has slowly kind of gone away and they've gotten more scripted and more cinematic. So I'd like for the detailed world of like a Red Dead 2 style, but more of the a little bit of the older school philosophy on the mission structure for Grand Theft Auto. I, I think that would be great because if you did it in the 80s, I think it would force them to be a little bit more outrageous because Vice City, it's like it is inspired by the 80s where, you know, in the main review of uh, Vice City, Ryan, you mentioned that, look, like not all of Florida is the way that Vice City presents it. Vice City presents you what you think, right? Like the concept, like the the extract. Tony Montana's Florida. Exactly. And I think if they took that essence of like, hey, what if we do what people think of the 80s as the 80s, right? It's like from the soundtrack to the mission. And I mean, the the same way that Keith was not a big fan of like, I didn't play Red Dead Redemption 2, but it's because all the things that people said were great about it. I'm like, man, that is like the most anti-Juan thing. Like, I, I don't need that level of realism. Now, if the game looks beautiful, super bright, vivid, the technology is there. I think we are in the generation where this really could happen. I think that's from like, man, I would love to see that because the 90s, I think, would be a cool concept. I think if you went further back, I mean, GTA, you know, going back to like GTA London or something like that, right? Like the older games have tackled other time periods. I think the 70s would be neat, it would be interesting, but I don't think it would be like a mainstream appeal where I think the 80s is super relevant now. I mean, think of like synth wave, you know, think of like what's really cool and hip and popping in the like all these <laughs> old, outdated terms. <laughs> it's like all these gnarly things that are happening that are totally rad, man, and are happening on Twitch and YouTube. Like, I really do think that will be awesome. But the final and painful question that Keith kind of said his take, Ryan. Are we going to get GTA 6, Ryan? I, I think we will. I really do think we will. But I'm guessing like 2024 or something like that. Maybe if we're lucky. Because, I mean, it took a long time for them to make Red Dead 2. I'm not saying it's the same team or anything, but we don't even we haven't even gotten like an announcement or a teaser or anything. So, yeah, it seems like if it's happening, it's really far away because... Seems like a lot of the resources are on GTA Online because that's where the money is. I can't say I blame and them, but it's just as a fan of single player. So far away. I will be shocked if the next Grand Theft Auto game is not just called Grand Theft Auto Online. No, uh, I will was, be I genuinely say shocked. I knew it. Uh. Six will never exist. It'll just be the Grand Theft Auto Online, the game. Yep. No no GTA 6, no Elder Scrolls 6. They're happy to just milk those two <laughs> games for forever. What Skyrim, if, coming up for your toothbrush pretty soon. Yeah, what if they do Grand Theft Auto Skyrim? Boom! Best game yeah. ever. Would they do some kind of collab thing between the two companies <laughs> and all that? Theft Auto. Ooh. Moro City. 
and before this just gets horribly off rails <laughs> uh for those on the podcast feed uh thank you for listening to the complete thing for those on youtube we do publish all of this in an extended format on podcast apps you can check this out on spotify stitcher TuneIn, uh, apple Podcasts, all that good stuff you can drop that five-star review over there and for those on youtube you know seriously thank you so much for checking out our episodes we continue to just talk about the things that we'd like you know we we love doing this podcast because it's not necessarily about stuff that's time sensitive like we're sitting here speculating about GTA 6, and who knows, maybe by the time we publish this, wouldn't be the first time we speculate on something, then literally the day after something gets announced. But we're willing uh, I don't into think that's going to happen here, folks. I mean, that could be a part of a thing. So make sure to subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash past. We, we post uh, clips over there, so that's another way that you can support the podcast. So up until next time, this has been another not exciting for the second part. It's a, it a very sad, depressing, but the Vice City was fun of edition of a cast. To the past. We, okay, real talk. Are we ever going to... The three of us have basically not played GTA. I play like 10 minutes of GTA Online. I feel like we should eventually play it hey, for enough I, I, time I to a, actually be like, hey, these, here's channel, these three guys. old dudes. What? I we, mean, we, I can, we can do it on a, we can do it on twitch i have a twitch channel we can try it just to be like hey. i haven't played it since it was on ps3 though and they just shut that down i think <laughs> yeah they're shutting it down in december but that's the thing it's like yeah. it is not like i played it around that time then and i've seen videos it's like oh it's things it's have a changed different world. so we got to get to that eventually <laughs> <laughs>